0: Welcome back to House of Bravo, your weekly Bravo recap with a cosmic twist. I'm Emma, an astro-cartographer and human design reader.
1: And I'm Tasha, an intuitive astrologer, also known as the agent of Pluto. Yeah, how, how are you doing after Thanksgiving?
0: I'm still full. Um, yeah, yeah. I also, this whole week has just felt like one big blob um yeah this has not been relaxing i'm ready for tomorrow like i want the weekend to actually relax and be a potato um how about you
1: yeah i i feel very lazy like i swear to god this mercury neptune square that has been in the air has just been so disorienting like i generally feel like i'm just floating. But then i also feel like there's so many things i have to be doing and it's just like a, it feels very retrograde which actually funny enough tomorrow is the start of mercury shadow period dun 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 so <laughs> mercury, like we'll officially go retrograde what december 13th but expect things to already start effing up uh... <laughs> Just
0: kidding, not effing up, but you know what I mean. That's horrible, chaotic. <laughs> it's funny, I'm like staring down because I'm looking at where this Mercury square Neptune is hitting me because I've actually been feeling like I've been getting these like hits of inspiration. And I think I even said to you like a week ago, I'm so uninspired. Like I just am not inspired by anything. And then all of a sudden, in the past few days, it's just like these little like, oh, that would be a fun thing to do. Oh, that's a nice little project. Um, So like very manifesting generator of me, I'm like just starting a whole bunch of things and then they'll sit on a shelf for a very long time.
1: (laughs) I mean, I feel like with the end of the year Mercury retrograding cap, like there potentially is going to be that opportunity, you know, to revisit your projects in such a way, like and really, really hone in on them, like what is going to make it like what's actually gonna last and what priorities am I really like aligning with? Um, So I don't know, I feel hopeful. I love inspiring creative sparks uh, that is, you know, aside from confusion is literally what Neptune is all about, creativity, inspiration. Um, So, you know, definitely use or harness the energy, I think creatively will make it seem less confusing. So maybe that's a cue for me to go do that.
0: Yes, yeah. (laughs) I think, like, also as humans, we get so caught up in, like, doing and, like, just, like, going along, and we really forget that creation is such a big part of, like, what we are and what we're meant to do, Um, and how, like, focusing on creation of anything can be so, like, soul satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to think of myself as not a creative person, and I think a lot of people feel that way about themselves. And I think, again, it's like we have this narrow perception of what creativity is. Like it doesn't have to be artistic. Yeah. There's so many other ways to be creative. So it's my little, yeah. my little message for everyone. <laughs>
1: well, I, I love that because sometimes I do get clients, and I'm like, oh, like your creativity. And this person's like, I'm a math person. I'm like, you think you're creative with math? Like, are you kidding? Math is – like you have to have a certain imagination to be able to like, I feel like, understand a different level of math. So you know, yeah,
0: one, one of my creations right now is like this master spreadsheet. Like who thinks of spreadsheets as being creative? But it's going to be incredible. So I'm very yes. excited about it. <laughs>
1: Actually, I was gonna say I feel like my creativity right now is getting pushed into retreat mode because oh yes tell us i am currently literally trying to get things ready for a last minute retreat in feb for the new moon in aquarius and like i'm so hype i just had my first retreat up in the catskills and i feel like this is definitely going to be a big part of my next chapter so i'm just like let me do it all and let me fine tune it so if you're listening and you're interested in a really intimate retreat in mexico uh in the dead of winter for us on the east coast definitely let me know send me a dm um and i'd be happy to talk to you about it so anywho i mean yes. i was gonna say actually the one thing i've been dying to ask you because normally i feel like i'm between the two of us the one that's like oh my god the person with the pop culture dah, dah, dah. and then this week Obviously, we got the news that Lindsay was seen out with Johnny Bananas, and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to talk to Emma because Emma actually knows who the fuck Johnny Bananas is." One, because you love the challenge.
0: Yes, yeah. Actually, you know, it's like I feel like I talk about the creation story of this podcast a lot, and I leave out half of it, which is like the reason I wanted a TV recap podcast is because of a podcast that I used to listen to about the challenge. And, like, every Wednesday, I couldn't wait till the challenge was over so I could listen to that podcast. Um, yes, love bananas. Well, like, love love to hate bananas. No, I don't even hate them. I love bananas. Uh, he's just, like, yeah, incredible. This couple to me, um, was there, so... Did you pull up their charts? I, is there yes, I did pull up their charts. But even, like, before their charts, I'm thinking... Mm, totally understand it. They're both these huge charismatic personalities and like fun fling, not going to last. Look at their charts and yeah, it's like the things that we generally would be like, oh, that's lovely. Like they're not really having a lot of that. There's like not, I mean, there are like things, but they're not really that much of significance. I'd say like the one thing, Well, we don't know what time he was born, so actually, I can't even say that. So he's a he's a cancer. He's a cancer son, and he could either have a Virgo moon or a Libra moon. And if he does have a Libra moon, then her Venus would be conjunct his moon. So, like, there is that. Um, I could see him being a Libra moon, like playing the game, the emotional game of the challenge, having to do that social etiquette, but also sometimes playing the devil on the side of that. So um, I could see him having a, a Libra moon.
1: Which, as you said, would give them a lovely Venus moon synastry point, um, which is like, you know, a nice to have, not saying it can't turn against you at any point, but it's a really nice to have. It's you know, the way you your love language meaning someone's happiness and like comfort, you know. So there's all this like gooey gooey goodness um baked in with that, which I really like.
0: Actually, you know that like astrological theory of the placement what is it? Like the one after you can teach. The corrective. The- yeah. yeah. So they do, I mean, their sons have that. Their If he is a Libra moon, then their moons are like that corrective as well. Um, so maybe she's here to teach him something or is it the other way? Does the sign before teach the sign after or vice versa? Um,
1: Usually the sign after, but I think both offer each other balancing out. You know what I mean? It's like, I think, Because even if you think about it, right, like, if we even talk about this transition from Scorpio to SAG season, like, SAGs can learn a lot from Scorpios around, like, actually trying to deal with your vulnerability, not running away from it. So, like, I do think that there's an element of the balance on both ends, even though, yes, it's a natural progression to be corrective force, but similar, like, to the nodes, right, like, south node, north node, it's like, as you said, you know many times in the show, like it's not that the South Node is always just bad, but it also is a balanced back and forth energy. Wise,
0: so I'd argue the same. Yeah, as a, as yeah, as yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Their and nodes are both different. like also cardinal. Um, hers in Aries, his in Cancer. So like you know, they're both here oh. to initiate things to bring something forward. Is he a late degree cancer? Um no.
1: Okay. I was just <laughs> curious, because I think Lindsay's Mercury, if I'm correct, this is strictly off memory. Um, her can't her Mercury's like potentially either Leo or cancer, right? Um or yeah. get like one of her placements. Okay, Mercury. Um so I do feel like maybe that. If it is in Cancer, no, like there's this other element of connection, right? From like uh, how we communicate with each other, how we communicate our emotions to each other, type of energy. Mm-hmm. Although we do know that in Bravo Land, Cancer men do not have the best rap. So you know, we're we're gonna be like a little scrutinizing on this
0: planet. Oh my God, he does not have a good rap. Like he's he's known the what he's most known for is in one season of the challenge there it was like a partners and at the end when they won the final they had to decide if they were going to split the money or take it and his partner said that she would split it and he said he would take it so he got all the money um oh my god so yeah that way i feel like that would fall into like the bravo cancer men like fucking oh. fucking someone over category <laughs>
1: interesting i'm like wow And I mean, as we also know, like, Libra energy, especially when it comes to, like, Tom Schwartz, does not necessarily get the best rap also. So, yeah, like, kind of, (laughs) kind of brutal, kind of brutal.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But, yeah, I feel like, I don't know, I'm just hoping that she um, ultimately, you know, I feel like this Mars Sun Kazemi situation for her was really, really lovely. And I think she had posted, you know, she was like feeling herself and whatnot. So I do feel like she is, you know, well on her way towards this sort of like new beginning, new emotional beginning, um, classic. I live in New York and like there are sirens out of my building. Um, but yeah.
0: Yeah. In, so. Yeah. Well, i mean, It will. Time will tell. But I don't think this is gonna last very long. But speaking of men with a bad rep, um, oh more information coming out about P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, Sean, Brotherly Love, Combs. Like the name change is so ridiculous. All of these name changes.
1: <laughs> he really, was trying super hard to uh, like i don't know like all these people like that even russell Brand, like all this severe image rehab you know that they have going on and yet in this last inning of Pluto in Capricorn where it's so much about like unearthing corruption and unearthing sort of these big systems and big dominant male energy power i guess you get all this ickiness and especially now that the South Node and Venus are about to come together over the next few days. There is going to be so much more of that releasing, like toxicity, releasing like all this old sort of again censorship, maybe polite censorship. Um, and it's funny. I think one of the one of the women that came forward today over the last couple of days, she was coming forward right before this act was expiring. Right. Think, right? Like. Yeah. So. Very like a big momentum, and again, no coincidences that, of course, is Venus conjunct the south node and this happening. So, yeah, with this whole Diddy situation, I mean, we've posted about it on our story or on our grid, of course. But you know, what's really interesting is Diddy has this Mars in Capricorn at like 29 degrees, you know, anoretic degree. We've talked about this on the show, it's a really, really like like super one is a superpower placement or a superhero placement because Mars and Capricorn like you can do anything you're so relentless and at 29 degrees like you're pretty fucking powerful um but then of course our beloved Pluto this planet of death and transformation is sitting on that Mars and it's in this sort of you know tug and pull over the next year up till November on this Mars, Mars planet of action, his vitality, his survival, his legacy, like things are, you know, going to be really interesting, to say the least. Yeah,
0: well, also in his natal chart, that Mars um, is trining his natal Pluto. So it's like just speaking to me, of this abuse of power, and especially with that Pluto falling in Virgo, Virgo, which is associated with like the victim or the victimizer. And here he is like putting women, the virgins, um, another representation of Virgo in these like awful positions of taking away their power, like using that Mars in Capricorn at 29 degrees, conjunct Pluto power um, in just like the worst way possible.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean he also natively has like that Mars and Capricorn squaring Saturn which funnily enough happens to be the transit we're all experiencing today so maybe they you know Mars Saturn are I would say like pretty rough-edged planets to go head-to-head or to come into contact with in a chart it's not to say it's bad but you know it's definitely not the most easy energy to navigate like there can be feelings of like frustration, limitations, but Mars and Saturn, you know, it's like, I think of Mars as like maybe abuse even, like to, you know, lend some color to the claim, and Saturn is like boundaries and legacy again, and you know, how you control yourself and discipline, so like, there's also this overwhelming sense of like failure, or like, or disempowerment like you just are so frustrated um Mars and Saturn can be a quite frustrating energy especially it's like writer's block energy and it feels like you want to move forward but there's always like blocks hitting or something impeding you so it's actually interesting in this case right like for him this Mars Saturn square is getting activated and in some cases yeah there is this huge imposition or there's this huge block right now this obstacle that is challenging his legacy. yeah.
0: Yeah. And also on
1: Kathy's side, holy shit, she's going through her nodal return
0: mm. as well.
1: So this was a really karmic moment. I know someone in our post was like, what's going on in Kathy's chart? And it's like, yeah, Venus and nodal return like very, very intense. And, you know, a moment, Libra is also a sign of justice, right? We think about that mostly as you no know, balance, equality, but definitely justice is a big component of it, the law as well. So, with this north node in Aries, actually, it's like her moving into more of an authority, her moving into reclaiming her authority and her power and correcting an imbalance in a relationship. Um, out of again, sort of like, I need to keep this censored and I need to keep this on lock. Um, very like Libra as well, like, we don't talk about these things socially, mm. and she gets an opportunity to redo it, and now she doesn't have to. You know, you see all these old videos surfacing where she would kind of put up a narrative to defend him or defend the circumstances that she found herself in. And now it's like, nope, everything's kind of coming undone. It's all there, it is loud.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I also like, of course, I wish we knew his rising sign because he does have a Venus conjunct Jupiter in Libra, which depending on where that falls, especially when Uranus is also falling in Libra, could speak to like a reckoning of the justice system and like what Mm -hmm. your values were um, or are. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I think also, like, I believe him and Cassie, too, like, their Libra placements, like, their Venuses are conjunct. So, like, again, like, what you would see as lovely synastry is, again, kind of maybe not necessarily showing up in the best light. So that's why it's hard to say, like, oh, this synastry is amazing. This is not. Um, just because, again, it's how you work with the energy.
0: Oh Yeah yeah because her pluto's on his son mercury conjunction as well
1: wow talk about like imbalanced relationship power dynamics like behind the scenes manipulation and you know pluto lever right like it's so much about confronting those urges to
0: no the eat. pluto's in scorpio sorry
1: oh pluto and scorpio.
0: Yeah, but you, yeah, exactly. Like even more so just like the dark, the yeah. depths, the kind of. We don't of, talk about it. Right. We don't, we don't talk about it. And yet yeah. his sun is there. So it's like the light will eventually be shown on this. And yes. uh, and it's Scorpio season. Oh, well, I guess now well, it's Sagittarius well, now season. It's, well, but well, <laughs> the Cassie thing was during. the full moon
1: in Gemini, which is coming up this Monday, it's. The energy has been a little wonky to start a sex season. You know, we have, like, as we said, this Mars-Saturn energy. We also had Sun-Saturn it literally happened yesterday, perfected yesterday over Thanksgiving. And, you know, dinner, Thanksgiving can kind of be, like, an already tense time for a lot of people, especially if you're coming together, talking politics, talking about what's happening in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely, you know... Mars and Sag is so much of, like, I need to speak my truth. And, like, Sag energy is so much about, like, the principle of the matter. Like, my opinions are facts, basically. It's my belief system. And And then when you're going up against someone who shares that opposite belief, then it becomes, like, World War III, like, very saggy, like, very Dorinda, just lighting up the whole house on fire, right? So it really is this full moon, I think. A lot of confusing energy, a lot of tense energy, but an opportunity to kind of really like expand your own beliefs to like really maybe take in someone else's perspective um or maybe like kind of like go of a certain narrative certain vision that you might have had in hopes of allowing for a more holistic more compassionate more um i would say expansive perspective than what you might have come into is like holding dear to your heart
0: hmm. yeah
1: is this affecting
0: any of your planets, Emma, since you got your magnetic diagnosisolium? Oh. I haven't even looked. I don't look at is these that, things until I'm feeling degrees. something. Is that 4 degrees? Mm, yeah, I'm sure it's hitting something. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah. Is that the sign
1: of someone concerned or
0: the sign of... No, I was... um, I'm, like, so out of it. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be... I think it's going to be hitting, like, my sun, Mercury.
1: Oh, shit. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Whatever. I'm I just, like, I'm counts. ready. I'm ready for things. I've been feeling... I've been feeling, like, something's coming, so I'm just waiting for it.
1: <laughs> yeah. six work. Oh, my gosh. We shall see. hmm Um... But, you know, going back to sort of this week, okay, I honestly, has it always been the case that they had episodes on Wednesdays before Thanksgiving?
0: I don't think so. And I was very surprised when, like, last week I looked ahead because I was going to be like, oh, we'll take next week off. And then I saw that, like, Wednesday, two shows. Like, what's happening? Usually Wednesdays are, like, marathons. Yeah, well, yeah, and there was good. There was some good. There was some good stuff, but it's
1: very good.
0: Yeah, very good. Exactly. I'm like, where's the Forrest Gump marathon when you're watching Housewives?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I was gonna say I would love to start with Beverly Hills because I swear, like, I get into these arguments with people over Sutton, and it's not that like I, I personally like am not the biggest Sutton fan. Um, not a slut, but I like her quirks. I like how wonderfully, like, I love the horse she brought on. Santos is like the most beautiful horse I think I've seen in a hot minute. Um, but I find her very annoying.
0: Yeah, she's like, first of all, I think she's not showing herself a lot of herself. And that's where, like, no
1: she's now out saying like yeah I was going through something at the time that you will start to see more of later or whatever as the show comes on but like obviously on the show as her and Kyle are going at it she's like I'm fine like there's nothing going on so I just I feel like Sutton does this like she finds herself in these situations where it's like also marrying her own stuff
0: mm. oh totally totally oh interesting interesting point i'm going to be thinking about that as yeah, time cause she, goes on
1: because she also has jupiter and venus and scorpio right as we said like in the 12th house and venus and jupiter and scorpio in the 12th house like the 12th house is so subconscious heavy and it's so co-creating your reality type of energy so with Jupiter and Venus in Scorpio, again, Venus, like, relationships, Jupiter, abundance, opportunity, um, compounding, magnifying, like, outsized reaction energy, and then Scorpio, like, all the things you kind of, like, want to push down and not necessarily deal with or it's, like, the stuff, like, you consider, like, really yucky about yourself that mm. you don't want to even, like, integrate as part of your whole being. So, yeah. And I felt that way with her and Erica, too. Um, And now I kind of feel this way with Kyle as well, although I don't know exactly what was going on at the time. But it,
0: yeah. Yeah, everything just feels really surface level. And it's like the horse thing, just even the way it's being introduced seems weird to me. Like, she talked about growing up in the South, but she's not like, I love riding horses. Like, are you even planning on riding the horse or do you just want to own a horse, which is very Sagittarius rising? I mean, I'm not like faulting her for that, but I was just like confused about the horse. Also, I was thinking about it and horses are so expensive, but I was like, wow, that's only like what, like, uh, not even a quarter of your monthly income to buy a horse. Like you can buy that horse and still have so much money left and that's just one month. Um. (laughs) <laughs> that actually
1: is insane. <laughs> I actually did think, yeah, like, wow, that's, like, a cheap horse. That seemed inexpensive. Like, I keep thinking of Yolanda and Beverly Hills, you know, and she's like, oh, I can't afford to, like, have another horse or, like, or rent this stable or something. I'm like, oh, my God, how much are, like, these horses?
0: But they're a lot. But also her daughter's ride and so they probably get show horses but like horses can be like a quarter of a million dollars probably even more you know like horse, this seems like a very inexpensive horse not that that matters i digress it was so beautiful like i
1: actually randomly <laughs> texted someone like oh my god this might have been one of the most beautiful horses i randomly seen on tv like it's really like i love this aspect of what Sutton brings like it's just i don't know what to expect it's quirky and i love it um but you know what? I would call it particular. Sutton has particular tastes and particular styles. And it's so emblematic of all that Virgo energy as well. Like, it's another type of manifestation of Virgo. Like, I need, like, I have my preferences and I will hold on to my preferences. And I feel like Aquarius and Virgos actually go together really, really well energetically. Mm. And I think it also there's a tendency for my quirks define me and so I'm going to cling on to my quirks because there's no actual expression of where that energy should meaningfully go to. Um, so then it like comes out in these like, well, I'm going to own this weirdness and I'm going to just say, this is weird. And, you know what I mean? Like I'm going to lean into that. And I think like something kind of is doing that, right? Like I'm going to lean into this is my shtick. Um, but yeah, there's like, She's, like, running away from something
0: else. Yeah, and I think that's also a protection mechanism for her because it's, like, it's not like she's just right off the bat saying that necessarily. It's like she's heard it so many times that she then wants to lead with it. So it's like, I am i know this about myself, so you can't tell me nothing. I don't already know. And it just seems like very defensive. Again, it's like she's not showing a vulnerable, true side of herself. She's showing this manufactured Southern woman. Um, and this is how I present. And this is what is appropriate. And you crossed the line when your legs were open. But everything before that was OK. You know, it's just like, it's very forgoing. It's like, these are my rules of what is okay. But yeah, going back to that, I think it's just coming from insecurities.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, look, she's not like the only insecure person on this cast, of
0: course. Right? No, I mean, every person is insecure. It's about like how you represent that about yourself or like how you own yeah. that, I guess.
1: Right. Speaking, switching gears a little bit, Speaking
0: of one insecure woman to the next, just kidding. But how do we feel about Dorit? Oh, okay. Yes, Dorit. A few things started going off with Dorit. And um, we have her rising. So I, I like pulled her human design chart. She's a uh, two- it's Libra rising, right? Yes, Libra rising. So she's a 2-4 emotional projector. What that means is- Um, two, four, second line as the conscious line, she consciously needs to hermit. She needs to have her, her time, her time to like integrate, get away from everyone. So when she was saying like, oh my God, I didn't know there was a crowd. Like I have a two line and I can totally relate to like, I need to be mentally prepared for being around other people. And it's not that I don't like to be around other people. She loves to be around other people. That four line is in her body like being around other people is how she moves through life, like through her networks. Um,
1: very rising, very social, like
0: totally, totally. Um, so that was the first thing, and then I looked at her spleen, and spleen is what determines like how we um, approach fear or like our flight or flight mechanism. And what was interesting about Dorit's spleen is that it's oh it's undefined so like she doesn't have a consistent sense of fears or um the spleen's kind of hard to like verbalize but um but she has so many gates almost every single gate in the spleen is defined so almost every gate is defined she has consistent energy of these fears but the center itself is not consistent and so she's picking up fears and then not necessarily able to understand when it's time to release them. It's like you hold on to fears for an unnecessary amount of time. And she's because she has this open spleen, she's like aware of it and she even says like I'm still working through this. I'm like putting myself in these situations to kind of like acclimate myself back to what's normal. Um but It just is interesting, and I feel like she's having a harder time because, like, of this mixture of energy that's happening in her spleen. Um, Also, then I started looking at other things in her chart because, like, Dorit is just so Dorit. Um, And when I separate her, so, like, when we have a human design chart, we're looking at two charts kind of that are put together to make the body graph. So we're looking at like the placements, the planetary placements of your natal chart, and then 88 degrees before that. And these two together make your like quantum body graph. Um, but when we take the personality and the body away from each other, Dorit in both her personality and her body is what's known as a mental projector. And what defines these people is that they have so much mental activity going on and they like need to ex. Express that in order to understand what they're thinking. And it just brings me back to all the times that Dorit is just going on and on and on and talking things through over and over and over again. It's because she's using these people as a sounding board to understand her own thoughts and her own feelings. It has nothing to do with them saying anything back to her. And I think that like that's why they're getting so frustrated because. She doesn't have this like contract with them that this is okay for her to use them that way, so to speak, energetically. Um, Very interesting. Yeah. Very
1: interesting. The only reason the reason why I say that is because as you were talking and it makes a lot of sense. This all like speaks so much to her cancer energy in the tenth and like the rolling cancer stellium she has into her Saturn and Leo in the eleven. So like. Basically, it's almost like Saturn's, you know, to your point, there has to be, like, discipline, there has to be, um, there has to be, like, a formalized commitment, and there also, it also has to come from, like, a confident place where you don't feel like you have to bounce the ideas off like that, but you can really feel it, but she does have her Mercury, which is the planet of communication, banter, intellect, processing, on her Sun, which definitely makes her a more verbal, communicative person, even if it might be firing under false guises or firing in the midst of her trying to figure out how she's feeling um and as a cancer son i can definitely relate to this like i definitely can throw out words sometimes that are not necessarily like the word choice i would want to use as i'm processing my emotion um which is why i don't usually like letting people see how i process it on my all you will see at the end because like some of the words i choose can't be quite Very Cancerian, very emotional, very one-sided.
0: Well, you bring up, like, a few good points because, well, number one, she is an emotional... Authority. She has an emotional authority, and like as you've experienced with me, like we we kind of have to like feel through things. So that's another thing. It's like she's talking things through. She's feeling through them. How she's like experiencing thing in one moment is not necessarily how she's experiencing it even the next moment. Um, and both her son and Mercury, as you said, conjunct in Cancer fallen gate 62 in the rave mandala gate 62 is called the gate of details it's about noticing all the things and in its highest vibration this is about being able to like take the details that matter and communicate them clearly but in a low vibe it's not knowing what's important and kind of just like word vomiting and not making sense to anyone which is again like so direct everyone's like what is she even saying she's saying so much but she's saying nothing at all and like the last thing that's funny about gate 62 is it's in the throat center and each of the centers of the throat have sorry each of the gates of the throat have a specific voice and the voice of gate 62 is I think. And so, like, everything Dorit's saying is just what she thinks and what she feels. And that becomes, for her, what she knows to be true, especially with, again, the defined head and the defined Ajna. So it's like, I just, like, through this little rabbit hole I went down, I understand Dorit so much better.
1: (laughs) What did you think of her being annoyed about Sutton being late when Dorit's also been one to be late for Graham?
0: It was just laughable. Cause it was, and it was like the whole thing was so ironic because here's Sutton now doing a photo shoot and how many times have Dorit's photo shoots held up the ladies?
1: Right. No, I, I, I loved it. Someone did point out on social media, I think it was Sam maybe, Bravo historian, but... And I think bravo and Cox is like them repopulating just how I came about in it. But obviously, like the financial stuff has been in the background, not explicitly talked about on the show. But of course, you know, as someone that I think really brought the glam, like I think, you know, as an integral component of this sort of glam era for the housewives, like Dorit was very much a part of it. And now you don't see her in the glam as much and her hair is no longer platinum blonde or blonde you know it's she's letting it all grow out and so rumors right suspicions like oh maybe there's just she can't upkeep this financial trouble what do you what do you make of this
0: the signs are there Mm. but it could also be i mean look at kim kardashian after being robbed like after being seen as someone who's flaunting their wealth and then being exploited for that, can totally understand just wanting to, like, rein it in, be super simple, like, not be someone who's going to bring more attention to yourself and put yourself in that position again. So I I can see it either way.
1: Yeah. Well, she does, as we said on the show many times, like, have Pluto opposing Venus at the moment, like, transiting Pluto. Um, You know, and it's a very it would it would actually be more surprising to me if there was not a switch up in appearance or looks or style because Venus does rule those things and Pluto is or
0: finances because it rules that too <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah no absolutely so there's it's very multifaceted and you can see you know on the superficial level but you know I you can kind of also maybe get an inkling for like what's happening in surface um pluto is also like a funny sign too to be honest and wealth and secrets um Mm. so it'll be very interesting like i think pluto and cap actually gives me very like keeping up with appearances type of energy you know and um keeping up with the joneses like literally so cap like we gotta get more we have to have a bigger house we have to have like all these things and i think that was the way of Pluto and Capricorn now moving into Pluto Aquarius. Like it's an interesting inflection point where, you know, you have one foot still caught in the old, but then you're also open to a new possibility that doesn't necessarily rest on like my status and my elitism and like what my consumerism can buy me.
0: Yeah. Or even the systems being there to like, corral you versus support you i mean look at how many people are being laid off and how many people aren't able to get work if that continues like the whole system is going to have to change completely so yeah lots of interesting things with generational planets shifting into new into new signs yeah next year is going to
1: be definitely a doozy i think i think we should still be we Last year, we did a cosmic forecast for the upcoming
0: year.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we can do something similar this year for 2024, because there is going to be a momentous shift um, coming through. And, yeah, I guess, let's see. Miami this week was really great, too.
0: Miami was to good. Yeah. Um, totally. Oh, my God. How awful that everyone knows that Garrity has breast cancer, and she doesn't know that everyone knows that she – Is like
1: As I said on the last episode, or like, yeah, I think it was the last episode or two episodes ago, I'm like, I usually can find something to maybe not defend Larsa, but humanize Larsa, and I'm just like, there's nothing I can say that would actually, nothing, like, this is just such a terrible, like, Oh, don't do that! Buddy.
0: Speaking of humanizing her, oh my god! The in the Sprinter van when everyone was fighting, her and Marcus were sitting there, literally like plastic statues. Both of them yeah. were just staring straight ahead. Their facial expressions weren't moving. It was like the weirdest thing. So <laughs> I'm like, I feel like deceased. It was everything.
1: Bravo Land happens in a Sprinter van.
0: It's so true. If I were one of them, I would just refuse to step in or you'd have to pay me X amount of money every time you're putting me in a Sprinter van. Like on top of what we've agreed, you need to pay me more.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, I them in Salt Lake have definitely been bringing pretty like really bringing the energy. But I will say I think God, why isn't um, Adriana Adriana? a full-time housewife like it is actually absurd to me that she is not still in the main card line or like you know what i mean mm, because i think she is so integral to so much of the drama like this printer van starting from flatulence to like you know her marisol fight so like her and alexia like she is an integral part of a lot of these things and like even had like amelia estefan pop up like yeah and, like,
0: she's doing a lot is she not in the title sequence
1: this is where someone will correct me and i'm like oh my god but i don't think so i don't think she's a
0: mm-hmm. interesting well i don't know i feel like after what she's i feel like last year she had a year like she was like getting to the dorinda point of the kind of like, kind of need to be shelved for a second because mm-hmm. that thing with frankie and then like it, it, it was just like a bunch of things where she rubbed everyone on the cast the wrong way. So I could see why, like, I don't know, maybe I don't know, M- like maybe yeah. producers were like, OK, she won't be full time, but she'll be around for certain events, even just to get like Marisol to agree to show up. I don't know. I don't know. Mm.
1: Well, we did talk about how she actually has foot in mouth syndrome. Mm. Um, I think it's like one of the early episodes but. You know she has mercury retrograde and sag mm-hmm. natally mm-hmm. and you know sag already can come up with like pretty bombastic comments um but i feel like with her it takes it to another level and i think it's a function of that retrograde quality um and it's very again like so going against the grain so different than everyone else and she definitely is very unique she has a very unique perspective um a loud, unique
0: perspective in the group. Yeah, um I just checked. She is not uh, a full time. She's not in the title sequence. Right. Yeah.
1: See, I, I just like. I just feel like she does so much. And yeah. It's wild. Even regardless of how you like might feel about her, um, she's
0: amazing. Friend of Julia. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I was so happy when Julia showed up because I did feel bad, like. Who said we can't have her over there by herself like that was awkward the way it was being done but i appreciated that they were like don't oh um lisa was it lisa yeah oh, i can't remember i think it was what? lisa who was like this is, is this is like a form of bullying and i'm not okay with it um, mm-hmm. but at the same time she wasn't trying to like bring adriana in she was just trying to like say guys we should bring her in i thought that was interesting but like marisol and adriana both of them friends of, both of them major points of, like, the drama through all seasons.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, because, well, let's see. Marisol has a Mercury in Capricorn, and Adriana has her Mars in Capricorn, like, on top of that Mercury, so you will always see this agitation, I feel like, come up. Like, there's nothing... I mean, it can be fun and it's very much like a party friend type of energy, As a, but with the Mars on the Mercury, it can be a little antagonizing and it's, you know, it's what we hear Marisol say, like, it's like disrupting her, pe- like, she's just, it's just not really, like, her vibe.
0: Yeah. It's interesting because in a a few ways, I feel like they have that thing where they're so similar that it's like two magnets that are like the same. Repelling each other. Yeah, thank you. Uh, (laughs) Like words. Yeah, words. Mars. No, Mercury square Neptune words. Um, But like both of them have Saturn and Chiron conjunct in Pisces both of them have a bunch of cap placements um, it, it's like they're Pluto's and you know like the generational planets are in the same spot it's just I think it's just like a little too much of the same and then the fact that they were fighting for Adriana I mean not Adriana um Alexia? No. Yes, thank you. It's like they had that it was they like fought over her. It was very animalistic and Marisol won and I think like Adriana still heard about it, but it just yeah. Interesting.
1: Interesting. You know, find about it. here Mars and hear that moon. like, you know, there's there's something sticking out. The other thing about their synastry where it could have gone so right, um, is also their sag, you know, energy. Uh, Marisol has a sag moon. Adriana has a sag song, Mercury and sag again, South Node and sag. So, yeah, like they can have a good time together. I just think that it will be riddled with a miscommunication given the Mercury retrograde and then potentially some antagonization. And like it's kind of what you see play out on the show.
0: Yeah, I think also that sag energy that can bond them is also just like another repelling um, factor. Because yeah. they both want to be the witty person that everyone sees as the life of the party but there could only be one like it's it's so animalistic I'm just seeing like baboons fight each other that's what this feels like it's like very aggressive and it's like it's too cut deep so that that person that like that beta doesn't try to challenge you again
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's fair that's fair I I can definitely see that I mean I'm really excited for next week. Obviously, when Gertie realizes that Larsa has been breaching um, her confidentiality, with all woman. And production was so amazing this week too, with like "Told by Larsa," "Told by Larsa," "Told by Larsa," and it's just like, oh my god! Like I, with like I just I can't like I. It, this is, These are the, I can't defend my fellow cancer. Like fucking kills me. But I'm like, this is the most. Ter- this is terrible. I'm like, oh.
0: Yeah, yeah. You just. It's just no. Yeah. Next week's episodes look good. Also, Beverly Hills next week looked very spicy. Yeah. Um, Denise. Oh, actually, you know what? Hmm.
1: I was gonna actually ask. Like, okay, Denise is back. How are we feeling about this?
0: I couldn't for the life of me remember – I literally just now remembered, as I said, I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember who her, like, threesome thing was with, which now I remember it was Brandy. But I was like, what even happened with Denise? Like, I remembered that something had happened, but I couldn't for the life of me put it together. Um, Denise being back, good for her. Like, I know she like she shows up next week uninvited, looks like she's completely – on something possibly <laughs> um, interesting way right, interesting to sh- prove, like yeah, like that's how you want to come back and redeem yourself. I don't know. I'm so intrigued.
1: <laughs> I yes, I'm excited to like look at her chart more deeply, and then Camille's back next week too,
0: of course, um, <sighs> for but, a weed dinner. Like how fun! <laughs> oh my
1: gosh! I mean, it's definitely gonna be explosive. Um, you know. I was just trying to think, like, what else happened this week. Obviously, Salt Lake City with the Pioneer Woman. Amazing. Love. It's just, it's so so camp, and it's so good. Like, it's a different type of energy than Beverly Hills. And it's just ridiculousness and pure camp. And I love
0: it. I know. I'm also, like, need to start searching on Etsy for where I can get a bonnet because they all looked so fucking cute. I want a Mormon bonnet. Like... (laughs) I'm going to start rocking that. You will see me on the next live with a bonnet. I think I'd look good in one.
1: (laughs) With the pigtails, it'll definitely be a look. Yes. Um, I was going to say, I feel like, you know, obviously Monica is having a moment getting first chair at the reunion.
0: Ugh, I would fight her off. She's my vote off the wagon. I want Monica gone. She's so annoying, and she's like taking... She sucks all the air out of a room. Talk about wanting to make everything about yourself. There's no no room for anything else other than Monica. And like, I'm over it.
1: <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I wish we knew her birthday proper, which is still annoying that we don't. But, you know, we've speculated. Well, she's a Taurus son, for sure, um, which we've seen through her Chiron and Taurus also potentially with this whole you know, resources, money thing. Um, and of course, all the lawsuits that have just come out, not to shame someone financially or anything, of course, um, especially because I feel like a lot of the lawsuits that
0: Ooh, we lost your sound. Tasha? Oh, Um oh. was like. Oh, you dropped for a second.
1: Oh, I think there was a call coming through. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, no, I was just saying, the Bravo docket, like, came up with a bunch of settlements recently, or they, like, went looking to see what other lawsuits. They found the beauty labs and laser lawsuit, but then all these other... <laughs> and stuff, I'm so sorry. I don't know why this random number from Austin keeps calling me, and it's like... <laughs> this is, like, Mars, Saturn. I'm just getting, like, aggravation. <laughs> <laughs> um But yeah, debt, Taurus, resources—like, there's a lot of that type of theme. And that Chiron and Taurus too, like, you know, it's a big part
0: of her life. It's yeah, I loved that yeah. Meredith Marks would not stop like shaking the butter. Like, she really <laughs> wanted butter at the end of that. <laughs> so she's cute.
1: Having a, she's having a stellar season, Meredith Marks. I. Oh, my God. You know, when they were filming the reunion, the husband, so Justin, Seth, and John, they actually got on Instagram and, like, went on an impromptu live, basically. And Seth is amazing. Oh, my God. Like, they're all amazing. They have such good vibes, these husbands. Like, I actually generally enjoy watching them hang out together. Um, Obviously, I asked, you know, what their sun and moon signs were. (laughs) And Justin realized not realized but shared he's an aquarius because i could never find his birthday oh well mm. so i'm like oh that makes a lot of sense and with whitney it's really cute sinister because whitney's a leo rising and aquarius is in her seventh house and so yeah there is like that lovely opposites attract energy and aquarius you know you usually maybe go for someone different someone that other people might not necessarily expect it's, and it might be a sinister. bit unusual
0: like the way it comes about having an affair
1: yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I think there's people always also ask, like, oh, like, what signs can I look for synastry wise? And it's like, well, you know, you have Leo and Aquarius. In this case, we we've talked about the first and seventh house. So like, whatever is your rising sign, you know, you would maybe think about the opposite signs to that. And there usually might be an attraction, a deeper attraction there. Um, so, you know, Test it out for yourselves. Let us know. Um, maybe your partners happen to fall in your seventh house, and that's a cool coincidence.
0: Cool. Yeah, it is. But also look for people, not necessarily who have that sign, but like who represent those characteristics for you. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, oh, Mormon games. Was there something else? Oh, I mean, like, who would you have voted off The Wagon? The Wagon?
1: Um, this, as it relates to, like, this season? Yeah. General, probably Whitney.
0: Oh, interesting! I could do without her, too. She's not giving me much. I just
1: her a Annoying. I'm so sorry. I don't mean to be this judgmental. And you, oh, it's SAG season. Oh, well, Mars said I come in a pot. But, like, I think I just don't understand her role fully. Like, I think I, I get it. Like, she's, like, the potster. She, like, moves along the pot or she, like, finds something and digs in. And she's on her healing journey. And it's amazing. And I love to see that. But that just feels something disingenuous. And I can't put a finger on it. And maybe it's a very Libra and way. Scorpio thing you know what I mean like I'm looking for and it's not like she hasn't showed us a lot on the show like her journey with her father and then her even opening up about this stuff I just there's something I can't put quite my finger on and maybe this is a personal energy bias thing
0: Mm. um no, I'm picking up what you're throwing down. And, like, as you were saying that, I was seeing a lot of similarities between her and Ashley Darby this season so far. And I, like, haven't really been enjoying that either. Um, yeah. yeah. And we, we
1: talked about this last week. And, I you know, I appreciate that Ashley, like, owned up, like, oh, like, I was the one. You know what I mean? Like, especially con- making such a – I don't know there's such carelessness right with the information that is being presented and maybe here's the thing with again i'm learning so much from gemini energy right i feel like we've been on this journey together and i feel like yeah sure sometimes y'all can shoot from the hip and say something and it's like what are you talking about and it's like oh oh i didn't even intend for that to happen and i like feel that with her too it's like oh this is like my first impression of it but then i'm just saying it and like it's just all coming out, and she knows that it's okay for her to lean into this quality of hers because, you know, it'll be helpful for moving the plot along, what have you.
0: Yeah, I feel like that a big difference between myself and Ashley, because both of us do have a lot of Gemini, is like her, like she's got so much Virgo too, right? So it's like she knows what she said. And maybe she's just playing around with how it plays out. Whereas, like, I generally don't remember shit, you know? Or, like, how I say something, it's, like, it's, it's like, unfortunate that I don't have some counterbalancing energy that helps me, like, think before I say something. Because it's, like, very just, like, Adriana. Like, it just comes out. Also retrograde yeah. Mercury here. Um, so it's, like, I can't even relate to her expression of Gemini because it's, like... That's so not... Or maybe it's just not how I see myself. Maybe it is how I am. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I start questioning everything. <laughs> just, you know, stay curious Owl. Yeah. What's her rising? Ashley's? It's Virgo, Virgo. Oh, vir- oh okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she knows what she's doing. <laughs> makes me feel better. She's an Aries moon okay right yeah oh yeah uh wait i just had it i believe she has
1: an aries moon um in her
0: me eight actually, yes you are correct
1: yeah so it's very short but the aries moon sometimes i also feel like it's a very short attention span like it's
0: Oh, yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. That's
1: why the things can, like, come, like, fast and furious as well. Yeah. Like, and she'll forget about it or something.
0: No, definitely. Yeah. Mm, yeah. 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 I think there's some more thought behind it still, but maybe just, like, uh, just comes out. I don't know. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, it was, a, it was an okay week all around, I would say.
1: Yeah. I, I didn't... Have not been watching Winter House and not kept up with it. I do need to get back. Yeah, me to neither. House. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I feel like this was, like I said, a week to be very thankful for, i.e., Bravo content. Of course, there's so much going on in the world right now um that, you know, sometimes there are certain outlets that I feel like we offer to step away for a second. And, you know, we are so incredibly thankful for our. Bravo community, for everyone who engages with us, for you know anyone who like has ever sent in an astro comment or a question, we appreciate all of them, all of you, um, and we're also grateful you're here.
0: Yes, thank you guys all so much. Um, you may or may have not seen that we released a joint reading. It's a pre-recorded reading. Tasha covers the astrology aspect. I cover the human design and it's like a really lovely complimentary offering that kind of like hits you from all angles. It's informative, it's actionable. So if you have any questions about that, send them our way. But we wanted to do something extra special, and since it is the holiday season, um, and as Tasha said, we're so grateful for all of you. The offer is going to be discounted. Tasha, want to tell us more about that? Yeah, so normally we have the recording price at one twenty
1: nine. Um, but for holidays, we are slashing the price to $99. So it's
0: Woo!
1: Um, we think that's like a really accessible price point. And so, you know, maybe try to expand your gifting horizon this year. Maybe someone in your life could use a Astro Human Design reading or even if you're, you know, trying to gift something for yourself, something that can actually maybe help you set your intentions for next year. Um, So, yeah, send us a DM. We'd love to hear from you. But as always, we'll be back next week with more Bravo Astrology content. Um, You can follow us along at
0: The Classic Clubhouse. Yes, and if you're listening over podcast, make sure you subscribe, rate, review, and it is the giving season. So please give us to your friends and share all of our, our fun content. <laughs> yes.
1: Also, give us five stars because everyone's giving generous.
0: Yes. Five stars. <laughs> all the stars. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I'm so thankful for you. Grateful for you. Grateful for this pod. Um, till next week, I guess. Bye. Bye.